Over the past however many days, I wonder how many of us have mentally reached for the words of Psalm 23. I know I have. I say that meaning that I, as an ordinary disciple, a flawed person of flawed faith, I have mentally reached for the 23rd Psalm more than once. Different phrases have come to me in different moments. Moments of anxiety, moments of relief, moments of exhaustion, moments of laughter, moments of sleeplessness, moments of gratitude. If any of this rings true for you, I hope you will text or email me and let me know. Given my personal need for this psalm, imagine what a gift it is that Psalm 23 is one of the texts assigned by the Revised Common Lectionary, that three-year cycle of scripture readings compiled to help all Christians follow a thought-out path through the Bible. What a gift that on this fourth Sunday of Lent, the lectionary just happened to serve up Psalm 23. The beloved text's soothing words, words woven into prayers all around the world right now, those powerful words begin with the faith statement, the Lord is my shepherd. And those words conclude with the faith statement, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Church, as you move through your own moments of exhaustion, gratitude, relief, anxiety, sleeplessness, I hope that you will hold on to those two faith statements. The Lord is my shepherd, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And there are other brief statements of faith from this psalmist. God leads us beside still waters. God restores our soul. God anoints us. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. Those are all apt words for unsettling times. Still, the faith statement from Psalm 23 that I have most frequently and fervently repeated in the past however many days is the affirmation that God is with us. I love that that is the phrase that rests at this psalm's precise center. 26 Hebrew words come before it, 26 Hebrew words come after it. At the psalm's very core is this phrase addressed to God, you are with me, yea, though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Notice, the psalmist doesn't say that there will be no dark valleys, no bleak valleys, of deep shadow? No, the psalmist says that God will be with us, even in the bleakest and most shadowy. The truth that God's presence abides with us no matter what lives right in the middle of this powerful psalm. And not only is the phrase the geographical center of the text, it is also its spiritual center. The psalmist has spent the opening verses talking about God. God is the shepherd, as illustrated by these observations. Our shepherding God provides for us so that we lack nothing. Hunger and thirst are sated. 
rest and restoration are assured, and our path is right, even righteous. And then, without pleading for an easy path or lamenting a difficult path, the psalmist acknowledges that the path is seriously challenging, even frightening. And at that crucial point, the psalmist abruptly pivots from talking about God to talking to God. Ever notice that? At this crucial point in Psalm 23, the psalmist does not analytically note, God is with me. Instead, the psalmist turns and addresses God directly, you are with me. To see if we together can catch what the impact of this, let's recreate the psalm's progress. Now, I'm not a poet, but it would be as if I began to say to you, let me tell you about God. Church, God is looking after every one of us, much as a shepherd looks after every sheep in a flock. And now, since we are merely good creatures of our great creator, we cannot fully comprehend all the ways in which this is true, but there are bits of evidence that we can take to heart. For example, step outside and experience the green pastures that is Atlanta springtime. Step away from the news feed and you will be fed by the glorious goodness of God's creation, assuring us of the tenacious beauty of life. Furthermore, God stills our frantic thoughts with the waters of this font. You may remember that we were scheduled to celebrate a pair of baptisms today. Instead of baptizing two children, I'll name them for you aloud, Arabella and Ashby Wolf. And we will give thanks for them and their family as we look forward to the joyous day when those two baptisms will occur and this community gathered again in this sanctuary around that font will be asked by one of our elders to guide and nurture these children by word and deed, with love and prayer, encouraging them to know and follow Christ and to be faithful members of Morningside Presbyterian Church. And then you will all say in unison, with joy and thanksgiving, we welcome these children into Christ's church. We are the family of God, for we are all one in Christ. So church, as we talk about God, I remind you that God leads us not only beside, but also into and through those waters. And God's Spirit also leads God's people along the path of doing the right thing. I think I speak for the entire staff in saying that my soul is restored as God inspires this community to persist in serving beyond itself. Not, as someone pointed out, in spite of these difficult times, but because of them. And God invites us to walk those paths in ways that remind the whole world of the glorious power and goodness of God. 
focusing on how our lived out faith can glorify our living God is surely enough to keep us from getting bored during quarantine. What else can I say about God? Well, even though every day brings unwelcome new alarms, new statistics, new challenges, new causes for worry, we fear no evil. How can I say that? How can I dismiss fear, right, as our whole planet is united in fear? Well, my teachers and my colleagues and my books remind me that true Christian faith is not a simple landscape of cheap, easy assurances. It is instead a witness to the self-giving love of the God who is willing and able to suffer with us. As theologian Shirley Guthrie wrote, God's sovereign power is not God's willingness to save us from hurts and hardships of life. It is God's willingness to share them with us, which can happen only if God is with us. My teachers and colleagues in books remind me that although evil, by definition, is that which God does not will, God nonetheless can cause good from, to come forth from evil. It is the nature and might of the God who is with us to ensure that even evil must ultimately be made to serve God's will in God's world. And God is with us in ways that let each of us contribute to that gracious inevitability. My teachers and colleagues and books remind me of all of that, just as my friends and family remind me of all the blessings that we are now blessed to notice in whole new ways. All that we have to be grateful for, especially now. Every bit of love and loveliness shining against its somber setting. Yet even so, how can I say that in these fearsome times, we need not fear? Because you, O oh God, are with me. The instruments you use to shape me and show me the way, they are so strong and sturdy that their strength comforts me. Thank you. And then you yourself prepare a table where you are host and servant and feast, a table of such hospitality that everyone is gathered there, even those I might have scorned as enemies. And at this all-encompassing welcome table, you anoint me. You anoint every one of us with a holy calling, a calling to learn and grow and seek and find, a calling fueled by gifts so great they could come only from you, gifts you bestow on us all, gifts of energy, intelligence, imagination, and love. 
Oh God, you give us these gifts and infinitely more grace than we can possibly contain. And then you help us live as overflowing conduits of your grace to this world that you so love. This world that so needs your love right now. So thank you, God, for being with us. And with that, the psalmist steps away from personal testimony to confidently declare, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. And the verb here is more like pursue me, even seek and surround me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us, seek and surround us all the days of our life. The still waters days, the shadowy valley days, the joyful days, the fearsome days, all the days. And we will live in the house of the Lord forever. At its heart, Psalm 23 asserts that God is with us. It may seem strange to hear that message on this morning when there are just a few of us up here looking out across this sanctuary of empty pews. How can anyone say that God is with us when we aren't even with each other? Oh, <laughs> but church, we are with each other. Through the gift of technology, but even more through the gift of the Holy Spirit, we are together. And that Spirit sings in every message we send one another. That Spirit emboldens me to assure you all that God is with us in this shadowy valley as surely as God will be with you when this community again gathers in this particular house of the Lord. Look to that day, church, living to God's glory, confident that God is with us, and holding in your prayer, you, oh God, are with me. Amen.